Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Wednesday on Text Talk. What should we talk about today? I want to talk about mm, testing the Lord. I know, I know that sounds, Ooh. I know that sounds wrong, but I think we'll get there. It could be tasty. It could be <laughs> testing. I'm tasting. We're looking at Psalm 34. I know that. So you're going to read that for us? Yeah, Psalm 34. I'm going to read from the Lexham translation. Very good. Psalm 34 of David, when he pretended to be crazy in front of Abimelech so that he drove him out, and so he departed. I will bless Yahweh at all times. His praise shall be in my mouth continually. My soul makes its boast in Yahweh. Let the humble hear and be glad. Magnify Yahweh with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought Yahweh and he answered me, and from all my terrors he delivered me. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces shall not be ashamed. This poor man called, and Yahweh heard, and saved him from all his troubles. The angel of Yahweh encamps around those who fear him, and he rescues them. Taste and see that Yahweh is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear Yahweh, you his saints, for there is no lack for those who fear him. The young lions are in want and suffer hunger, but those who seek Yahweh will not lack for any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of Yahweh. Who is the man who desires life, who loves many days in order to see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of Yahweh are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry for help. The face of Yahweh is against evildoers to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. They cry out, and Yahweh hears and delivers them from all of their troubles. Yahweh is near to those who are heartbroken and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Many are the distresses of the righteous, but Yahweh delivers him out of them all. He protects all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will incur guilt. Yahweh redeems the life of his servants and none who take refuge in him will incur guilt. Mm. Hey, have we mentioned this week, I cannot remember now in, in our previous conversations, have we mentioned that this is an acrostic psalm? We have not mentioned that. This is an acrostic psalm, kind of like Psalm 25. In fact, very much like Psalm 25, because in both Psalms, Psalm 25 and 34, the very last verse is about being redeemed by God. So here's the alphabet of praise again. The other thing I appreciate about the Lexham is just uh, retaining Yahweh as mm. as the name of God. Um, that's, uh, I don't know, just something about that reading and having Yahweh in all those places. It uh, it uh, hit me a little, it hit me a little different, uh, but in a very positive way. I'm I'm glad you chose to read from the Lexham today. Yeah. So look, just bringing that up for all new listeners who have not heard before. If you're reading a translation and it has the word Lord in all caps, or sometimes the word God in all caps, but the the first letter is a little bit larger than the others, that is an indication that the the word behind it is what we call the tetragrammaton, mm -hmm. which is basically an unpronounceable word that was what the Hebrews put in as the name of their God. And with the vowel markings that have been added, it's been pronounced either Jehovah or Yahweh. 
But I, I really, I, I'm with you. I really like actually seeing that Yahweh and and a real distinction, more than just a visual distinction, an auditory distinction between um, the, the word that means master or can be used even just to mean sir, Adonai, and then Yahweh. So I, I really appreciate that. Also, I love that. With that in mind, in verse number eight uh, of Psalm 34, oh, taste and see that Yahweh is good. Yeah. As you read today, blessed is the man who trusts in him. So you said something about testing or tasting. Yeah. What, what, what are we going <laughs> to, what do you have in mind there? Yeah. I didn't mispronounce. I didn't mispronounce. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and the reason why I, I love this phrase. In fact, in my English standard version, the crossway version that I have, the heading that the crossway editors put on this entire Psalm was, or is taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. What on earth does taste and see that the Lord is good? What is that reference? That's a fantastic question. This is inviting our senses into this. Uh, you know, mm. the 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 mm-hmm. idea of the you know the the food that you're taking. Of course, we we recognize that it is God who gives us our our daily bread. Uh, the the sight, the experience, I guess. Um, of of uh, witness to me, this is um, a, a great invitation to experience the deliverance of God for the one who trusts Him. And and the tasting, it's well. Look here, it's this idea. Have you ever heard the phrase "the proof is in the pudding"? I have heard that phrase. What what does the phrase "the proof is in the pudding" actually mean? I think what it means is eat the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and then you'll know for yourself. That's some good pudding. That is exactly right. And hey, I got a, I got a, I got a cookbook for Christmas. All of these English recipes, mm. and, and just we ought to know that pudding is cake. Ah, for whatever it means. I guess it would be just as true if it's some, you know, creamy dairy product with a spoon. You're like, mm, that's good pudding. But, <laughs> uh, but for the, for the English cookers, I think it's really about you know the the test of a baker ah. is his cake. Yeah. And it's not it's not uh, just the idea that the cake is good or the pudding, whichever way it's the cook is good. Yeah, exactly. The baker. Yeah. So that's good. So taste and see that the Lord is good. He David is inviting us up to the feast of the Lord Mm -hmm. and it's saying, sit down at the table, dig in, put it to the test, Mm -hmm. put the Lord's meal to the test and find out that our Lord is a really, really good cook. Mm-hmm. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And so the idea of tasting is put the Lord to the test. Now, of course, we know we're not supposed to test the Lord. So how do we have this idea of taste and see while testing the Lord is considered bad? Yeah. When he says testing me is bad. So like when Israel tested the Lord in the wilderness and when Jesus being tempted by the devil says you don't put the Lord to the test. It's one thing with a lack of faith to say, I don't believe you're there. I'm going to see if you're there by by doing this crazy thing. I'm going to jump off of this mountain to find out or off of this temple. I'm going to jump off and right, find out, right. Lord, if you're really going to do what you say. That is mm-hmm. putting to the Lord to the test in a very negative, that, that's a doubt-filled, faithless way of putting the Lord to the test. That is sinful and wrong. 
That is not what David is talking about here with taste and see that the Lord is good. In fact, I think it's really interesting to see how this idea of tasting is used in other passages. Mm -hmm. So in Job twice, uh, Job and Eliphaz both make make this comparison. As the palate tastes food, Mm -hmm. the ear tests words. That's in Job 12, 11. Job says it there. Eliphaz says it in Job 34 and verse 3. Notice the connection, though, automatically to words. Yeah. The, the parallel, just like just like the palate tastes the food, the ears test the words. Mm-hmm. Then in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 5, yeah. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 5, we actually have a very similar idea here. And I've, I think this is great. Verse 4, let me back up. For it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit, now here it is, and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come. Then it goes on and talks about this person bringing them back to repentance because they've already experienced it and turned it away. It's going to be impossible to bring them back. You, You got nothing to offer them. But notice the connection in all of this to tasting the goodness of the word of God. And then in Peter, in Peter's first letter, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. And that pure spiritual milk that it's talking about is actually referring back to what was in the previous chapter, the Word of God. Mm-hmm. The Word of God is the milk that comes from the Lord. And by the way, uh, my good friend, your good friend, Clay Gentry, always reminds me, this passage is not talking about being a mo- baby who moves on to maturity. This is talking about the fact that no matter how mature we are as Christians, we should always, like babies, long for the Word of God the way an mm-hmm. infant longs for milk. Yeah, we should always do that and taste and s- that if you have tasted that the Lord is good. Notice the connection the Word of God. So when we're talking about testing in this positive way, it means simply this. Go do what the Lord says and find out that it's the right thing to do. And in this psalm, it's trusting Him and seeking Him for deliverance. Now, it's interesting to me that uh, particularly Psalm 34 and verse 8 in church history comes to us to find out that this is one of the very first psalms regularly sang in the assemblies of Christians, and particularly in connection with the Lord's Supper or communion. Mm. Mm. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blesses the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. That's cool. It is. Uh, You see uh, at one level why this would be the go-to psalm for communion, because there is the sharing of the unleavened bread, the taking of the cup. Uh, Because it's something that you taste? Yeah, you're actually tasting it right now. This body of Christ, this blood shed for you, the blood of a new covenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you you have that connection. And I, I think there's a, a power to making that, even with these passages that you pointed out from uh, Hebrews and Peter, when you think about uh, a, a Christian who'd be falling away. Well, he had had time at the table. He had, he had tasted that the Lord was good. And of course, now he's going back to the world in the case of Hebrews or being encouraged to remember the goodness that you have tasted of the word of God, even the communion in Peter. 
there's obviously the taste issue, but the other issue is that in the Greek, in the Septuagint, that a lot of those early Christians were reading, the word good is the word krestos. Krestos. Which sounds a whole lot like the word Christos. Mm-hmm. And so there is an auditory connection. If you if you have that, okay, look, taste and see that the Lord is Christos, but I'm hearing Christos. Yeah. Taste and see that Christ is the Lord. Taste and see that Christ is the Lord. They use this song weekly as they participated mm-hmm. in the Supper of the Lord to taste mm-hmm. and see that the Lord is Christ, to taste and see that the Lord is good. God is good. That That's not normally how you and I today read scripture and apply it, but you can see how these connections can be made. If God is good and Christ is God, yeah. and, then it's okay yeah. to see to hear this when, when I hear the auditory connection. And so there was that yeah. reminder every week, taste and see, and, and the recognition that the Lord really does include our senses in our worship. It uh, does. And, and, and that's what the Lord's Supper is all about. Tell you what, this is just really encouraging, insightful. I'm so glad we're talking about Psalm 34 this week. Uh, thank you to all the listeners joining in on the conversation. We'd love to hear what you're learning. Send us an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray together. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for the day you've given us, and we thank you that we can study your word. We thank you that we have a few moments for devotion and meditation upon Psalm 34. And we are mindful, Father, we are mindful that uh, our, our, our palates are, are dry without you and hungering for you. And we are so encouraged to see in verse 8, O taste and see, the Lord is good. Blesses the man who trusts in him. Father, we want to trust in you today. We want your blessing upon us today. We know that you never fail. And so we seek our refuge in you this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.